I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Gabagool was my father's name. Please call me Ben Fidel. Yeah. All right. So someone yeah. was just calling you your dad's name, which didn't sound or have anything sound like or have anything to do with your name. Yeah. 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 And it also right. happens to be the name of the podcast, I guess. Oh, what the fuck? What a coincidence! <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't tell me your father's name, though. Tell me your name. My name. Uh, Tony Jr. <laughs> Please, Tony was uh, my father. My name's Little Tony. Yeah, okay. Or right. my my uh, my name, if I'm Tony's uh, surrogate son, is Christopher. Yes. Yeah. If you if he treats you like a son and you look up to him like a father, uh, that all starts kicking off. With this is what episode three: denial, anger, acceptance. Yeah. Three yeah. out of the seven stages of grief. I didn't opinion. know. Th- <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't know this was the name of the episode until towards the end when I think I paused it to check how long that was, and it feels a little on the nose. <laughs> it's probably the most uh, unsubtle thing about the episode because the rest of it's really, really good. Yeah, if you can be less subtle than a gun in the face, <laughs> <laughs> then your episode's really, really chewing up the scenery there. Your episode title. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so this. I mean, obviously, it's the third episode of an ongoing series. Yes. Overall, this is I, we we don't need to contextualize this podcast, by the way, do we? It's a Sopranos podcast. People who've listened to it must know. I reckon episode one, you got to give heaps of context. Episode two, you remind them, but episode three, you're not stumbling onto that. You just <laughs> get into think. it a lot, like yeah. this episode does. This really felt. A lot more like, okay, that's right. This is an ongoing series and some of these episodes are going to have little side bits that feel yep. uh, isolated and different from and kind of not relevant to the overarching stories that we're interested in. And mm-hmm. I felt like this started to have pepperings of that throughout this episode. It was out of these three, the one that I was like, hmm, okay. Interesting. I think the thing that struck me the most about this one was that it felt the most... Like, its own assured version of, like, a mafia thing. You know, there was a lot of plotting and scheming. There was a lot of threatening, a lot of guns being pointed. It felt like it was diving more heavily into the, like, this is a mob show, um, rather than the first couple episodes, which were more like, this is a family drama. This is a psychological character piece. Sure. Yeah, I I think that's fair as well. Hmm. Because you do get a lot more. Should we just go through it? Absolutely, yeah. Season one, episode three, denial, anger, acceptance. Um, it starts with something that is not a side thing. It's it's pretty. It's the main plot, or it's part of the main plot. Christopher 
Uh, mm-hmm. The aforementioned Christopher Moltisanti and Brendan Felony, as we learned last week, the greatest <laughs> yep. fucking name for a criminal in the Johnny world. Johnny Manslaughter, he's <laughs> yep. there. Yeah, um, but that, that follows up on last week's sort of plot with the hijacking of the trucks. This is the one that belongs to the company that Uncle Junior protects, and they've returned it at the start of this episode. Yeah, and they're returning it rudely. Like, they've been told <laughs> yes, by, by Tony, yeah, like, you fucking idiots, go take all the suits back. And mm-hmm. they're doing it in the most... Uh, like the least giving a shit way that they could. They're honking the yep. fucking horn outside. <laughs> yep. The people yep, yep, come yep. out and they're like, what's going on? And they're both like, fuck you. That's what's going on. <laughs> totally. Here's your shit back. Uh, thank Tony Soprano, you cunts. T- and, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, I felt like as well as a little side thing, I've mm. noticed this in the first two episodes too, and you can really tell it in this opening scene. Mm. The um, There's a lot of dubbing going on uh there's a huge dub later on <laughs> there is a massive dub uh in like the final scene or the final sequence of this episode i didn't notice in this the first one right uh, it it's it's all over the shop in this whole show mostly in these right. kind of outdoor scenes which you know you're filming this in the 90s it used to be a lot more common of a thing to overdub sound people still do it obviously for a lot of right. uh you know not even just narration and whatever but just in your main Scenes and you can just really tell here for for whatever reason. It's not that big of a deal. It filming right, a show just is, the um, audio balancing or the tone is like the the room said. You know, it's a bit yeah. Yeah, the lip sync is just off a little. Right, um, it, because yeah, there's a at- huge huge lip syncing error. Oh my god! It's, I'll just say it now. It's when Meadow starts singing in the final sequence. It's the worst lip syncing I've seen in like an HBO show. It's, it's fucked. It's pretty funny that like yeah, it's 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 so regular and it's so off. But who gives a mm. shit? It's just a little production note, and there's no real way around that. If you're recording at night in an industrial area with a bunch of wind blowing around, yeah, what are you gonna do? Totally. Control the but weather. Yeah. Mm, well, if you're Tony Soprano, you control everything. Except the weather, I guess. Fucking hell, this guy. This guy has got his fingers <laughs> in a lot of pies. Um, yeah, this first scene, uh, I wrote down the note, Chekhov's um, annoying laughter, because <laughs> that's going to come back later in the scene. I reckon being this uh, this this prideful and this um, annoying and dickish as Brendan and Christopher are was... Was never going to no. <laughs> be left un, uh, you know, unresolved. They're not fast learners because they were told not to hit the second truck. Brendan still yep. did it. Yep. They were told to take it back and be respectful. They half did. They did, you know, one part they, of that. Yeah. And immediately, like, the people they returned the truck to, they're like, those are cunts that killed Hector. Yes. They're, we yep. know exactly who these people are. And then they're yeah. driving off snorting cocaine and complaining about it some more. We... I thought that Christopher had learned from last episode, you know? We, we thought that Tony had got through to him. He wanted to be a leader. He wanted to be more, um, yeah, more respectful. And <laughs> he just forgets immediately. This is me touching Christopher's head. Ow! Ooh! Ooh, that's hot! Ooh, that's a warm head! <laughs> so then... Uh, f- fry an egg on that head! <laughs> yeah, fry an egg on there. Someone's going to try later on. Someone's going to oh, threaten yeah. to. So mm. then uh, it's, it's Uncle Junior and... Uh, is it Mikey? Yeah, he's, he's like his his henchman, his number kind one of soldier guy. Yeah, they're mm. having a nice dinner, mm. and uh, he's catching Junior up on how everything went. And um, he's like, "Yeah, they brought them back. They told me, you know, hey, we should thank Tony Soprano 
for taking it back, and Junior mm. hates that. Yeah. Justifiably. Yeah. <laughs> like, the only reason that they're so thankful is because Tony is essentially, like, he is the boss, he's in charge, but in reality, it was it was Tony's guy's fault. They fucked them over. Yeah. They made, they, you know, they um, made reparations, but that uh, should be the bare minimum. Same as Tony was trying to explain to Chris, like the buck doesn't stop with the person who did it. The buck stops with the person who's in command of that person, which is Tony right. ultimately. Yeah. Uh, and Junior points out like, fuck should we be thanking Tony for? And he's like mad about it. And then he goes, uh, I bought his kid a $400 surfboard for his birthday. <laughs> yeah. And it like uh, that, that line really shows how unhealthy the relationship between business and family is for for this particular industry and this group of people. Absolutely. And later on we get into um, the reasons, uh, how you justify to yourself why you do the things you do. That comes into play, yeah, right at the end with sort of the matter of principles and um, how Tony sees the Hasidim um, and their sort of life um, ethos. And for, for Tony... And this, all of these people, it's family, right? Yeah. It's it's a sick, toxic relationship with family. That's true. And I didn't really think about that parallel until just then. That right. the, the kind of side story with the hotel, or is it a motel, whatever, a holiday mm. inn. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the, the owner of that and his... So it's his wife's dad is the... Yes, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. The main son in law guy, yeah. yeah, right. Like, he that confusion and uh, and and um, complicated mm-hmm. uh, nature of their familial relationship that's been brought on by business causes them to fall apart and is shitty and and really disrupts both of their lives. And so, I, I did not even think about the parallel there between Tony and Junior and his mom and everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then. And then there's like air. there's <laughs> there's there's that, and then there is yes the the way that um, Tony sort of looks at their religion as the moral code underpinning their life, um, and and I, I will get to it at the end because it all does come to a head at the end. I, I maybe I'm, I don't want to skip too far ahead, but it does. Um, uh, they yeah, Junior is like something. Um, we're gonna do something. <laughs> we're gonna yeah. We're gonna respond. Uh, Tony, meanwhile, he's continuing to go see Melfi, mm-hmm. and he's trying to he, he's trying to do his I'm actually the secretly the smartest guy in the room thing again. Yep. It's like, yep, what yep. is that a Korshak test out there? <laughs> Very good. And <laughs> you know, telling her that like, yeah, that painting's meant to make me think it's all rotted out from the inside. Mm. She's <laughs> like, that's just a painting, dude. I go to like a market <laughs> or something. You're Way crazier than I thought you were initially. I thought you were just depressed, but you're yeah. looking for problems. You're a guy who is probably going to be super easy to analyze. Could you keep just verbalizing the like metaphors that you have in your own head? And the uh, like, because he does say that about the tree. The tree's rotted out from the inside, and she doesn't address it in the first thing. Yeah, it's not until it all boils over where it's like, no, 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 it's not. But yeah, he's just such a fucking surface level. Everything's right there. Um, yeah. For someone observing him. This painting of a regular barn. He's like, what's with that spooky barn? <laughs> <laughs> it's the yeah. most normal barn you could ever hope to look at. 
What's with it's that spooky barn? Anyway, my friend has cancer. Yeah. Is there a connection? <laughs> it's that tree's rotting out from the inside. I'm going to go see my cancerous friend. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's it's a very obvious. Uh, I, I think it's a fun way of, of doing those sort of metaphors, though, is having mm. a character be so sure of himself that he can see how everything is, that he's you know, doing the metaphors in uh, like a funny way rather than having that be an actual right. metaphor and be ham-fisted. You know what I mean? And it's such a confident guy that he says it out loud, whereas someone else right. might maybe might think that, you know, like everyone, the way that you um, sort of unpack or analyze your own emotions, your own traumas and stuff like that. Most people aren't saying them just out loud like that, just tossing them out there yeah. to, to have someone else be like, I can see the metaphor. I can see the analogy. I can see the connection here. And um, but I also I love how this episode builds up to that sort of um, revelation or that that um, yeah moment of understanding for Tony. Like it yeah. takes a long time and a few visits with Melfi to to get to that point. It's just it's kind of fun that like a lot of shows would have him look at a spooky barn or look at something shitty and that would be the metaphor and then they move on and wouldn't address it. But right. this is like a more interesting way of getting that. Same thing of him mm-hmm. reading all this stuff that is in his own head into this painting that into isn't a totally benign. Barn. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's just a painting. Yeah. It, like he's reading too much into a regular painting of a barn that wants to fuck its mother and kill its father. That's all <laughs> that that painting is of. Is that that's that's what you saw in the in the painting? No, I didn't see it. That's what it is. That's what it is. Okay, so don't okay. get me with your mind tricks. Interesting TV okay. show. All right. Let's talk. Let's talk about that dream you had about the the goose that uh, ate your balls or whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> yeah, something cut his balls off. I don't think we even talked about that. His penis fell off in his dream in one of the other episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think everyone gets that. It's uh, implicit. <laughs> so, meanwhile, um, what's his name? The kind of boss guy who's got cancer. Jackie. Jackie, Jackie. April. Yeah, we're over at his uh, in his hospital room, mm-hmm. and Junior's mate. It's fucking such a oh, bummer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, are you worried you get- this this drip's got a bunch of air in it? Maybe you'll die from that. You know who else has really bad cancer? Tommy De Palma. Whoa. And we were a bit, we were taken aback at how much Tony hated this guy last episode, but I kind of understand it now. This guy sucks. Like, to, yeah. be, to be a slimy jerk when you're, to stand out as a slimy jerk when all of mm. your other friends are gangsters. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're really doing something. It's got that... I like that type of character where... It, Game of Thrones had it where everyone's a bit off and then mm. you get a really fucking off character and you're like, how do you manage to be worse than all these terrible people we've seen already? Yeah, right, right, right. Are you, you must be doing this on purpose because everyone sure. else is just, you know, sort of like this. Um, but then all, the boys come in and it's like... it. I think it's... It always strikes me how affectionate all of the men are in this show to each other. Right. They all come in, they're shaking hands, they're kissing on the cheek, and it's not a formal situation. It's like, it couldn't be more informal. They're just like, hey, yeah. how's it going? Giving him a peck on the cheek. They all look genuinely happy to be seeing him as well. Totally. Like, it totally. doesn't seem like, oh, we've got to go see the boss, we've got to be polite. It right. seems like, hey, we're going to visit our good friend in mm-hmm. hospital. He's having a bad time. We're going to try and make him feel better. Totally. Totally. You know, like, and well, and Tony. But then, like, his wife leaves yeah. the room and she's like, uh, Do you want to, do you want uh, me to get you anything from downstairs? He's like, Yeah, plate of Brazil. Yes. And, oh, fuck, they love that joke. Yeah, they do. It kills. It ah, kills. Man. My, really would brighten your day to be in a hospital bed and then be able to just absolutely slay to a room full yeah. of jaded men. 
It's they love their little jokes. They they do, but and they I do think there's also the the hint of um where laughing very loudly at this because he is the boss. Like, they are affectionate towards him and they right. like him, but they're like, as, as if they're, they're not going to laugh. No, sure, there is a little bit of that. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, Paulie doesn't get quite as big of a response with his... They bring up this, like... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Sil- 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 Sylvie... Is that his name? Yeah, Silvio. I'm terrible with names. Silvio is like, mm. okay, I know this... Uh, this Jewish guy who there's some business he wants us to take care of. We can make 25000 off of it. He's like, oh, he's a Jewish guy? He's like, yeah, he says Hasidim. And Paulie says, Hasidim, but I don't believe him. <laughs> and he, yeah. <laughs> he really delivers it hard and they're all like, oh, okay. <laughs> it got a good laugh out of me. <laughs> I gotta be honest. Uh, yeah, that was good. That was good shit. But yeah, so this sets up sort of the main conflict of the episode, which is uh, there is a an older Hasidim guy who I guess owns a motel. Um, I think is my understanding, right? He just owns it outright, and the issue is that the, the his son his daughter, yeah, his the guy who owns it, his daughter is married to a guy, but the guy is like. Sounds like abusing the daughter. They want to, the daughter wants a divorce, but because of the sort of orthodoxy of, of Hasidic Jews, the husband has to like give permission. Right. And, and the husband wants 50% of the hotel because he's like, well, I've yeah. put all the work in here. So yeah. I want what's coming to me. They call it a get. Yes. And what, um, and yeah, so this guy is friends with Silvio and he's come to Silvio and been like, look, if you can just handle this, get us the get. Um, make sure that the son-in-law does not take the fifty percent. We'll give you, we'll give the mob, Tony, I guess, or you know, Jackie or whatever. Yeah, twenty-five uh, percent instead of fifty percent. I think know? just so, twenty-five thousand. Uh, I, I think it was. I think it's percent. I just watched it. I'm, I'm pretty sure because it's like I'm, I'm looking at the 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 subtitles. Oh really? I'm, yeah, I think it's. Uh, hold on, maybe. Oh yeah, and Polly's like, <laughs> why doesn't he just kill him? And Sylvia's like, mm. ah, their religion doesn't like it. Yeah, that's the reason not to kill someone. Yeah, you Catholics. <laughs> yeah. All of you <laughs> devout Catholics. He said there's 25 large in it if we can get him this get. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, yeah, um, I think it's it's just a flat rate rather than a uh, percentage. Right, a buy-in of the business. I think then they up it. Like, because it doesn't go to plan, right. they start kind of changing the deal. I think that might be what happens later on, but... We'll get to that. Yes. Uh, but regardless, Meadows, that they, they do they're like, Yeah, let's do it. Why not? It sounds yeah. good. It sounds like an easy an easy win. And Jackie's like, Hey, okay, mate, we'll talk I'm sick of this right now. I'm mm. feeling tired. Mm. Get yeah. out of here. And Tony looks a bit concerned at that. Yeah. Um, he doesn't look awful at this point though, Jackie. Like he's in a hospital bed. Yeah. He's got cancer, but he, he doesn't look he doesn't look like he looks later in the episode. No, he looks he looks sort of worn out here and like he's, you know, having a hard time, but not... Mm. Yeah, exactly. He gets worse. Mm. Uh, Meadow is currently doing extracurricular singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, uh, but they're also studying for the SATs and they're exhausted and they're fucking up the singing because they're tired. Yep. Um, you would think that wouldn't be important, but it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Man, fuck high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Triggered. Shows that, that do a triggered. good job of 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 reminding you of the fucking stress and importance that you th- felt it was at the time of high school. 
uh, I, I hate that. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think being reminded of the pointless bureaucracy of high school of like, they just decide to put two extremely stressful things on the same day, probably because yeah. it helps the teachers, but the students are just like, this doesn't make any sense. It, it's, it's a, you know, it's been a, it's a good deal for like one person probably who made the decision and everyone else has to suffer. That's such a high school thing. Uh, yeah. I don't know how anyone ever watched Glee. <laughs> oh, Yeah. But yeah. whatever, we'll 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 go into that when we do our Glee podcast. Absolutely, uh, leave it to Beaver, where we watch Glee and leave it to Beaver at the same time. All right, that's um, a good that's a good pitch. <laughs> Carmela and uh, and Tony are over at Artie Buco's house, and his wife. What's his wife's name? Uh great question. Yeah, Charmaine. 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 That's it's, it. It's yeah. It's a quite an interesting name. And Carmela's like pretty condescending about the house. She's like, "Oh, it's so cozy." Mm. Uh, but and then Tony and uh, and Artie are down in the in the garage, mm-hmm. being like actual friends. Yes, yes, that is uh, re-emphasized this episode. Yeah. These guys are actual mates. And Artie's kind of lost all hope of his restaurant stuff. Like he's kind of yeah. fixing up the the basement. And he's like, yeah, look, I'm I'm fucked now that the restaurant's gone. It's really wrecked our life. Tony looks pretty guilty, you know. Totally. And I think because the issue is like it it clearly is was not an accident. Like the insurance company, <laughs> you know, they send an investigator. They always do. And they're like, yeah, this wasn't like a, a faulty oven. <laughs> this wasn't a faulty gas heater. This uh, maybe was deliberate. Yeah. And Artie's like, why the fuck would someone want to blow up my restaurant? But whatever, you know, it's happened. I'm not going to get the money from it. So uh, fuck me, I guess. I could always be mm. a plumber, maybe. Like, he's he's really defeated. Totally, absolutely. He look he thinks that he's looking at moving to the next phase of his life. He, right. He's, yeah. And Tony, uh, you know, feels uh, bad about this. So I don't think he offers it now. I don't know when he offers it. I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I lit, I... I must have looked away. <laughs> I must have checked my phone. Yeah, it might because be. it's referenced later. But yeah, yeah. So, but at some point they do uh, suggest to take on this. I think they're in the bedroom later or something. But right. Um. Then uh, we get yeah we get the the in person meeting between Tony and uh, Mister Tittleman. Is that it? Yeah, Tittleman, 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 Tittleman. Yeah. Uh, they meet at the uh, obvious front deli. Yep, yep. They're sitting at the front there, <laughs> just clearly having a mafia meeting. <laughs> yeah, it's so... Hey, look, uh, that's profiling. You can't say just because six heavy set older Italian men are meeting with some Hasidic Jews who are business owners and have, you know... You can't just make that assumption. No, that's true. Especially when, you know, they're not eating and drinking, really. They're just kind of mm. sitting there mm. discussing what looks like business... But it could just be a serious conversation about the weather. Right. Yes. Yeah. About whether or not they'll kill his son-in-law. <laughs> yeah. They kind of go over all this stuff. They, they're feeling each other out, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're... What is it? His son? Yeah, he's, it's th- his actual son. Yeah. Yeah. He's there as well and just really clearly doesn't like uh, the, the cut of these people's jib. Absolutely. He has um, reservations about... Yeah, selling selling their soul to someone who is only going to claw more and more away any chance they get. And he's got the right idea. Absolutely he does. Like, It's funny because the start of this scene, and 
for most of the show, you sort of... You, you don't respect Tony. You don't like him as a person, but he is the protagonist and he's sort of on his side by default in any scene. Sure. And it's, I think, I don't, we must have talked about this off air, I think. It's like in Breaking Bad where Skylar is positioned as a negative force against Walter, but Walter is doing bad things. So yeah. it's like, but, but also, yeah, the show follows Walter and we want to see him do the things that he's going to do because it's exciting and entertaining. And in this scene... The son is absolutely correct. He's being logical. He's be- he has an understanding of what will happen if you get in with the mob. And yet I was like, shut up, man. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's crazy that like the guy who's saying, maybe we shouldn't hire the mafia to kill your son-in-law is the antagonist. Yeah, he's the dweeb. He's the he's like, come on, let just yeah. shut up and let him have do some mafia deals. <laughs> <laughs> and so he kind of puts his lot in. He's like, you're creating a golem. Mm. Uh, you're making a it's like that the story that the rabbi used to tell us about the golem yep where you create your own monster and it comes back to kill you that's right that's it um but the yeah the dad isn't listening he doesn't give Mm. a shit he's like shut up (laughs) he really seems to hate this son-in-law though He's so dismissive of him and i think you know as is the case with a lot of things in real life um, when financial pressures come to bear down on you, then the the lesser of you know if if there's a way to reduce your your um, expenses from fifty grand to twenty five grand or from half to a quarter, you're gonna take it. Right. As a businessman, it makes sense that he will want to do this if he thinks he's invincible. Mm. And mm. Uh, as a father, it probably makes sense if this guy has been as crook to his daughter as it sounds like he has that he's like. I don't give a shit if this cunt dies. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Totally. Yep. So it kind of makes sense that this guy's doing it, but he's but he's uh, he's um, a little naive, mm. I suppose, or a little overconfident. He's, he's forgetting the uh, real lessons that he learnt. I assume. Yeah. 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 So uh, Silvio and Paulie go over right away to the motel. They've put their uh, big, scary, threatening clothes on. Silvio's got a <laughs> yeah. big, long black Matrix jacket. Yeah. Pre-Matrix, though. Fuck, yes. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So this guy's um, like the pre-Neo. 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 There's nothing there. Um, and Paulie's <laughs> got his um, his Adidas tracksuit on. <laughs> yeah. Which works for him. A lot Absolutely of people, they'd look sloppy in it. But Paulie, he pulls it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they try to have a little chat with him. Um, the son, what's his name? Shlomo is the dad, it seems like. Ariel. Ariel. Ariel, yeah. yeah. He is, he's like, nah, there's absolutely no way that I'm getting out of this business. I made this place. I'm the person who's actually here doing the work. So can you fuck off, please? He mentions like a couple of really specific things related to like, he put in the this, he added the this. It's like, oh, that is the, the language of someone who has been fighting for years to improve a business right. <laughs> and has finally been allowed to make those changes and they've worked. And he's like, yeah, you can feel that from him. He's like, I've put fucking years in and the only reason that this business is taking off is because finally... I was allowed to be in charge. Right, exactly. So he's not giving it up for nobody. No, no. matter how many of my own hotel little bell things you whack into my head. Yeah. And they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. well, that's a weirdly prescient thing for you to have said because it's exactly my intention to whack this little mm-hmm. dinger <laughs> into your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sil says, um, 
Hey, Paulie, say say bupkis. It's their word for nothing. And Paulie says, this is how I say nothing. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Very good stuff. Very good stuff. <laughs> good banter. It would be, be so painful to get one of those things banged into your head. Absolutely. That's what I was thinking that entire scene. Fucking hell. And also, a very risky way to beat someone up because you're going to get the attention of the bellhop. Absolutely. It's like smashing someone's head in with a police siren or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't think... Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they really give a shit about that, though. So, yeah, they, they intimidate the guy, hoping, like, hey, that'll be it. We, we threatened him and he'll come around. He'll give the 50, he'll give up the idea of the 50%. Yep. And then, uh, so, Carmella, Tony and, Tony and Carmella are in the bedroom, the marital bedroom, yes, I might add. Yes. Yes, yes, Who yes. knows what's happened in here? <laughs> I mean, they have two kids, so I can make at least two. Very educated guesses. Yeah, googling adoption agencies. I get yeah, twice. It. Absolutely, yes, that's it. Phoning yes. the stork. Uh, <laughs> and Sh- Sh- Carmela's doing some uh, fundraiser. Yeah, and she's she comes up with the idea of like, how about we hire Artie and Charmaine to do the catering? Yeah, because Artie's a good cook. Charmaine's a friend. We need to, you know, let's let's help them out. She says mm-hmm. while they're sleeping on. They they sleep under this like big painting yes. of these like four sad looking women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's Renaissance. It's big. It's Italian. It's beautiful. Yeah. I don't know how you could sleep under a painting of sad looking women instead of next to them mm. like me. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Is stuff. it? Yeah. I see them, but I don't believe them. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Now you're on a roll. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she speculates about the, you know, the what happened to to Vesuvius to Artie's restaurant as well, yeah. and planting the seeds again. I we assume if this is before Tony's offered <laughs> the money, but you know, again, they're underlining his his guilt. Yeah. She suggests like, could it have been arson? And Tony's like, what the fuck are you talking about? There's no way it could be arson. I'm gonna bang on mm. this wall to shut my kid up. Get out of here. So, yeah, yeah Meadow and uh, what's-her-name, Silvio's kid are being loud in their bedroom trying mm-hmm. to find some drugs. Yeah, they're listening to some generic hip-hop and yep. trying to get trying to score. They keep saying Crystal. I think they do, yeah. Yeah. So they're looking for... I, but then they say Speed later on. So I don't know if the, the riders the were quite on top of the... I don't know. I don't yeah. know if it's changed or if it's just... Uh, I don't know. They just got it wrong. Because meth is synthetic, and this might sound stupid, but when did they invent meth? Um, uh, the crack cocaine epidemic began while Reagan was in charge, so during the eighties. Okay. So it's so meth meth slash crack cocaine has been around since the eighties. I don't know if maybe yeah, because they say crystal, maybe crack and speed and stuff were sort of interchangeable. Yeah, but they're studying for the SATs. They're looking to to. They're up until two. They've got all this stuff on their plate, so they're looking for uh, pet pills. Yeah, yeah. But they're not going uh, the Adderall route. So yeah, then you 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 go over and uh, Charmaine is over talking to to um, Carmela about this um, idea that she's had for catering mm-hmm. the thing, and there's a woman there, like a maid who's vacuuming, and Carmela oh, yeah. gives her this big. This big hand gesture, like a come over here with all yes. four fingers. A very uh, condescending, something you yes. would do to a dog, <laughs> to a puppy perhaps. Carmela absolutely um, thinks of this person as the help. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's like, she's from Poland. 
Ooh. <laughs> like, it allows us to pay her an unconscionably small wage. Yeah. So she's had, good. had Charmaine around to suggest this thing to her. And like Charmaine and, and Artie accept. And they're very much later on. They're like, we're doing this as a job. This isn't charity. We've been mm. hired to do this. Yes, by our friends. But we this is work. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, my, my pride is intact. Yes. At this yes, stage. True. Um, meanwhile, uh, by the way, just to be clear, I've got the episode kind of running on a, on a, another monitor Ooh. here. So I'm mm-hmm. watching this in real time. <laughs> yeah. I've already um, seen the episode, but I'm, 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 I'm thank God. <laughs> I, I, th- I think, yeah, that's good because a lot of these recap things, these notes that we read down through, are not actually in chronological order. No. Not that many people out there on the internet have the gumption to go through the episode in full, in order, like mm-hmm. us, and recap yeah. it for you with only yeah. brief pauses to brag about their own recaps. <laughs> and provide um, questionably interesting observations. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to that gabagool. Uh, this is interesting. So uh, yeah. Meadow and uh, Silvio's daughter go to Chris's house and he says, yes. you want a soda or something? You tell me. You tell me that's not an interesting tidbit from the show. That's that's huge. That's huge. Um, Brendan's in the fucking door frame doing taxi driver put like pull ups and shit. Yeah, um, immediately hitting on this like what fifteen year old kid. Yeah, awful. Hunter is her name, by the way. Hunter. Hunter. That's it. Yeah. And, Hunter uh, Santangelo. Hunter Spantangelo. <laughs> if I would, if I could catch a Spantangelo, but. <laughs> I think that's an impossible task. So, yeah, they're around there to ask Chris uh, for drugs. Chris's girlfriend is there as well. Yes. Um, what's her name? Uh, her name is Adrienne, I believe. That sounds right. Yeah. So, yeah, they're over there asking her about, uh, asking asking Chris about, can you get us some speed or some crystal or whatever the fuck we're talking about here in the late 90s. And Brendan's immediately like, yeah. Do you have money for me? And I will sell mm. you these drugs. Brendan Felony, famously addicted to methamphetamines. That's his main character trait, apart from being more of a hothead than Chris. Yeah, and hitting on children. <laughs> yep, hitting on children. Being like, yeah, you want some drugs? I'll get you some awful, awful, awful drugs. This guy, this guy <laughs> fucking sucks. Yeah. So uh, Chris is like, absolutely fucking not. A, yeah. you're my cousin. B, you're Tony Soprano's kid. If I give Tony's kid drugs, he will actually kill me. Yes, that's that. That seems like a pretty um, hard and fast rule in within the mafia, regardless of Chris's relationship to Tony. Yeah, um, that's fucked up, and uh, he would deserve to be shot in the head for it. Yeah. So then they're like, "All right, we'll just go to." Some place that they name some avenue, which is clearly Drug Drug Street. Drug Street, yeah. And they're like, yeah, we'll buy them there. And Chris is like, <laughs> Chris says some questionable <laughs> mm-hmm. <Yep. laughs> bits and pieces about what he perceives to be the uh, the demographic who live there. Yes. And uh, they're But uh, he also, I, I think, is trying... I don't know how... Um, how Conscious he is of it, but I assume he's just trying to scare him away from it altogether. It's like, yeah. don't go there. You'll get raped. You'll get murdered. Like, just you're not getting any drugs from anywhere. Uh, yeah. And if you try to get them from there, you won't get drugs. You'll just get killed. So just stop it. Exactly. Uh, but then Adrienne 
is uh, very correctly like they're get, they're they're gonna find drugs. If when kids want drugs, it's easy to get them. Totally. Yeah. They and may if, not go to fucking Jefferson Street. I think is what it was called. Jefferson Avenue. Yeah, but they'll go somewhere. It went Jefferson Airplane, else. Jefferson Starship, and then Jefferson Avenue, then Madison right. Avenue, mm-hmm. and then Madison Beer. <laughs> okay. That's the progression of that band. Uh, <laughs> so, But she's like, look, they'll go there, they'll get it. Someone will sell them fucking dishwashing detergent powder. Yep. Like, is it is it not safer for them to experiment in the home? Mm. Than to to leave them to the, the the whims of the outside world, which I think is a fair comment. I'm not a parent, but I would immediately give my children drugs. I think it's the uh, safest way. I'm also not a parent. I just give drugs to children I see on the street. Yeah, That's how strongly they, I I feel about this. <laughs> they have to learn. Yeah. Um. But then, yeah, yeah. Chris. Chris. I didn't totally get from the end of this scene that Chris was like. Okay, I'm going to give them drugs. I think he has a think about it in the meantime, in the right. interim. But yeah, he eventually, a couple scenes later, we might as well just say this bit now, he goes around to their house hmm. and uh, goes up to Meadow's room and he's like, I'm going to give you this. You didn't get it from me. I was never fucking here. You be fucking careful. And if Tony finds out, I'm going to try and kill you before he kills me. It'll hmm. be a deadly game of cat and mouse. With, oh, yes. With a cat a mouse and then like a a little what, like you're like a, a pellet what does a mouse eat cockroach bug yeah like a R- bug yeah a little bug a flea or something you're a little bug that the cat gave birth to mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, I've ruined my metaphor but i'm giving you the drugs oh you know about the woman who ate the fly and then she ate the thing it's yeah. that but in reverse okay don't fucking squeal yeah, exactly <laughs> and then uh carmella comes in and uh they immediately very quickly think of a Pretty good excuse, which is like, he came around to ask me out on Brendan's behalf, and Kamala's like, fuck no. No, mm. never. Oh, he, like, Brendan wanted to ask um, Thingo out, Hunter yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And Chris is like, yep, that was it, and now I've done my job. Brendan's gross, mm. but I promised him I'd say something. Good cover. Absolutely. Uh, every great lie is, has a kernel of truth. And you've got to you've got to throw the embarrassing or the or the dangerous bit in there so that people believe it. Like you can't be like, yes. Chris came yeah. around to uh, help me with my help homework. with our homework exactly. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and technically that is closer to the reason he came round. Yes, very yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but uh, so they deal with that. In the meantime, uh, Tony's gone round to Jackie's uh, hospital again, and oh, he's yeah. hired a uh, fake nurse sex worker to come round. Yep. and. Uh, Jackie him off. Okay. Jack right. him. Yeah. Jackie him off. Jackie him off. Jackie and it him takes off. him so long to understand that's what's going on. Oh, it's like <laughs> fucking Three Stooges scene or something. Is like <laughs> her, her dress has to pop open. It's crazy. Like, uh, he's like, <laughs> Tony's like, no, nah, Jackie, you don't understand it. I've hired you a sex worker. And he's like, great, but get this crazy nurse out of here. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> and he's like, you're not my normal nurse and you're climbing all over me. What could possibly <laughs> be happening immediately after my friend Tony got me here? So as far as like these mob guys go, this is the most thoughtful present that Tony is probably capable of. 
absolutely. It it's like it's pretty tacky and tasteless, but yeah, within the context of these guys' relationships and friendships, um, yeah. this is a very nice thing to do. A genuine act of kindness. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think he's looking for favor from Jackie in return. He's just trying to. He feels bad for the guy because he's got cancer. Totally. Absolutely. We talked about this, I think, last episode, um, where Tony would do something nice for someone and it would be largely motivated by the leverage it could provide him. And this is right. not that. No, he seems genuinely to just be uh, being a human being and like yep. a, a, a grubby human being, but a sure, person. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. But then uh, he's back at Melfi's office, very proud of the of the present that he got him and mm-hmm. Melfi is like this is really scaring you that your friend has cancer right Mm. and tony's like no in fact it's scaring me so little that i'm gonna start sweating and storm out (laughs) yeah is that how this one goes because i know there's there's one more scene um but uh, that that really digs into it but um is because there's a scene i think maybe this is the one where he sort of is like so what do you think you're a doctor and as he starts to give her more information, she becomes, you know, subtly, yeah. not not overtly, like more just like, um, yeah, it doesn't sound good, basically. Yeah. And he's like, he's got every hair on his head, you motherfucker. You don't know me. You don't know him. You don't know That's right. cancer research. You don't know how to lock a door to keep me in the room because I tell you what, I'll open mm. the door like I've done it a hundred times. And yeah. I have. I've only opened a hundred doors in my life, <laughs> but I did it well every single time. Sure, my boys usually open them for me, and the rest of the time they're automatic, or I go through a revolving door. But mm. I've opened uh, now a hundred and one, and then he storms out. Because she she brings up the ducks again that they're like, mm. you know, they took on another meaning for him. She says the rotted out tree is taken on another meaning, and I don't know who Ranger Rick is, but he calls her Ranger Rick. Yeah, ducks, trees. What are you, Ranger Rick? <laughs> great, <laughs> great stuff there. <laughs> Uh, and you very much project onto her. Like, you think everyone's lying or pulling scams? Fuck you. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, he storms out yet again. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, then we get the uh, the sort of the Chris and uh, Meadow scene. Right. Then it's, yeah, it's that bit where Artie and um, Charmaine are mm-hmm. talking about the Sopranos, talking about how, you know, Artie feels bad about it. That they're offering them charity. She's like, no, it's a job. You're a good cook. You let yourself cook again. That's what you mm. want to do. You've been down on yourself after your restaurant burned down. <laughs> <laughs> cheer up. Come on, mate. Yeah. Just cheer up. What are you so bloody down about? I think this party will be good. It's for a reputable cause. They're they're helping us out, but it's not charity. And mm. it's, you know, it's not a so we can we we don't have to feel looked down upon. However, mm. At the party, at the thing, Carmella does the fucking hand wave again. Yeah. She hand waves yeah, Charmaine to, to over. old Charmaine. Because I think Charmaine is like, oh, you're doing it because you're a good cook. I'm doing it uh, as a favor to my friend. I think Charmaine sort of is saying like, you know, I'm doing it. I think she's sort of um, saying to herself, right? Like, I'm doing this as a favor to Carmella. No, yeah. Carmella is not doing this as a favor to me. Um, And she has a great difficulty rationalizing that as the episode goes on. Right. She's kind of like, she respects me, so she's hired me. Right. You know, not like this isn't a power imbalance or whatever. Right. Yes. But it very much is. Carmella clearly looks down on Charmaine. Totally. That hand wave is so fucking perfect. 
And because, isn't it? It's just a great symbol. Because she also mentions, and it's a bit more, yeah, a, a bit less subtle. The It's like, that house, though, that little house of there. Like, she, I think yeah. talking to Tony maybe is just, like, very... Um, yeah, condescending, yeah. She's like patronising a- to the way they live. Absolutely. I was trying to find something nice to say about it, but they're grubby, disgusting house. I just wanted to spit on the floors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a little less subtle than the hand gesture, but only a little. <laughs> um, and Tony Tony and uh, Tony and Artie have a little food fight. Yes. I yes. can't remember how it starts. What is it? It was He's talking about the restaurant again. He's like, fuck, it hurt to lose the restaurant, but I'm enjoying cooking here. Yeah, and Tony is like, shut the fuck up about your fucking restaurant that I burnt down. Yeah. You know, he is just like, stop reminding me how guilty I feel about doing this right. for my own selfish reasons. And Artie is like, how dare you speak to me like that about something that genuinely has hurt me and, yeah, throws a bit of food at him. Exactly. And then they have a fun little food fight. And you're exactly right. Tony's saying, well, how about you get over it so I can get over it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They have a, a, a nice little... I believe, actually, the first piece of food that is thrown onto Tony's forehead is a piece of gabagool. It's, it's certainly a, a deli meat. Yeah, it's a I don't know which meat. specific deli meat. Could be a prosciutto. Could, be, could of, be a gabagool. Could be a gabagool. Could be a um, bologna. <laughs> yeah, it could be a bologna, a pastrami. Uh, I don't know the fancy meats. One of, um, one of many options out there at the deli counter. Speaking of delis, another option you've got in a deli is to bring the guy you're trying to intimidate around there to beat him up in the back room, Mm -hmm. which is exactly what Silvio and Paulie do with uh, this guy whose name I've forgotten again. (laughs) Ariel. Ariel, yeah. The the, The the son-in-law. And Mm -hmm. he just will not budge. He won't crack. He won't crack under this, uh, yeah, prolonged beating. They got the meat tenderizers out and they applied them to his face. Exactly. And it tenderizes the meat, but not the spirit. That's right. The spirit he, is strong. That he does not give a shit how much they hurt him. His 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 pride, I guess, is harder to break and is not going to break. So they call Tony, who now is at some girlfriend's house. Yeah, they introduced the um, Eastern European girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Because there yeah. was another one that he was on a boat with in another episode. He was wearing JFK's yes. hat. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it was different. I'm starting to think this guy might not be faithful to his wife. Mm, no. Nah, but like they're having, such, everything. <laughs> they're having such a hard time cracking this guy that they call in the boss. Yep. Uh, Silvio's standing there eating a fucking sandwich while he's <laughs> beating up this guy too. These absolute psychos. Tony's in his uh his his robe, his dressing gown. Yep. And they, they don't know what to do with him. They've been beating him up, but they're like, Yeah, he says it's a principal thing, he's not budging on it. I don't know what's up. So their answer is, well, we know a Jewish guy. Yeah. How about we phone yeah. our Jewish friend and ask him if this is like a Jewish thing? If there's yeah. some hey, Jewish trick. This this isn't the craziest step to this plan, by the way. No. This, not an insane thing to be like, okay, well, we'll see if it is a religious thing or if there's some sort of you know way to get around this we don't know about. It's step two that is yeah. <laughs> fully stupid. Maybe there's some cultural pride here that we could get yeah. a little bit of insight yeah. into. And the insight yeah. is, yeah, man. Jewish guys love having penises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll hit him where the, the one place that'll hurt him the most, the penis. <laughs> <laughs> so their, uh, their solution is, and they're all, it, Tony's so stoked about this idea I know. of cutting off the guy's <laughs> dick. He's really like, oh, you're a wizard. You're a genius. Fun, I guess good writing 
in that this is very accurately representative of these guys' characters. Um, and there's a little bit of nice writing. Uh, if earlier in the scene, I, I I wanted to make a note of the they're talking to him and he relays the story of like the you know whatever it was the hundred Jews the uh, you know the the hopelessly. Um, yeah. outnumbered against the Romans and they didn't give up you know they were like no I would I will die for my principles I will die for what I believe in yeah and and he ends it with you know and <laughs> where are the Romans now and Tony responds with are you looking at them it's very nice it's very nice yeah yeah uh yeah I like that a lot he yeah. basically describes the plot of the movie 300, so I think he's yes. a plagiarist. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the movie they made up in 2006, 300, that story that yeah. they created for that movie. We're all a fan of the Snyder Cut. Now let's Snyder Cut this guy's penis off. <laughs> um, so then, uh, yeah, like Carmella and Charmaine are packing up after the party, like the morning after, and Charmaine is clearly pissed off at Carmella, so she's like, hey, you know what? Years ago, I fucked Tony. How about that? <sighs> yeah. Again, like similar to Tony, just like yelling out his insecurities, th- like through a very thinly veiled metaphor or uh, an almost unrelated, you know, analogy or side story. It's just like, um, I'm going to express how <laughs> insecure I feel by telling you I fucked your husband. And so she's kind of trying to make the point because she says at the end, like, yeah, you were away or something. You guys were mm, broken up mm. for a bit. Yeah. Uh, I dated Tony for like a minute and I'm pretty glad that I didn't keep going because now I'm with Artie and now I'm way happier and I'm super glad that I'm not with Tony Soprano. So you look down at me, you motherfucker. I look down at your entire life because you are married to this dude. Absolutely. And it's like, you know, it's about the money. It's, and I, I think she says like, you know, I slept with him. It wasn't for me, which yeah. is, you know, why is that's a, you know, that's a, that's a needle, you know, that's a little jab, but the underlying point is, you see all of this stuff? This has all been bought, you know, with blood money. Yeah. You know, and you've made your choice. You've you've thrown in with the devil and I at least have my principles um, still pristine and uncorrupted and I I can live with myself, you know, exactly. because of that. Rather be poor and happy than than sold my soul out to to Tony Tony Satano over here. She calls Ooh. him Tony Satano. That's not my yeah. words. She yeah. says that in the in the episode. We- she says he's Tony Saitano, and then Carmela says, "What does that mean?" She goes, "Well, <laughs> it's like <laughs> like the devil." Do you get it? Yeah, yeah. A few good pieces of writing this episode. None as good as that. I feel that is the peak. <laughs> so they're back talking to Shlomo. Uh, yep. They've they've beat up the guy for ages. I guess they've threatened to cut off his dick, but didn't actually do it. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Shlomo's like, look, you you didn't live up to your end of the bargain he hasn't budged so i'm not giving you the money because you you, you didn't do it I, I i like i settled it with him that's the thing yeah yeah they, they're going to talk about it and it begins very shlomo is very cordial is very happy he's like look i appreciate you'd given it a shot but you know um it turns out i actually solved it you know yeah. i'm glad you talked to him you talked some sense into him but you know i resolved it i decided to give him a small portion of the business rather than half of it right and um we, and, I, we did old-fashioned business it was nothing to do with you it was just a attack i hadn't tried to take yet <laughs> which is right. to have a discussion with him i guess yeah it, did that discussion take place after he had the shit beaten out of him i may maybe it's not for me to say I'm yeah. just the person having the discussions. So, yeah, I think he is being disingenuous despite the fact that he seems to be 
genuine or happy. He's just happy. I think. I think that things were resolved. He has not thought it through. Yeah. So I. Uh, yeah. Exactly. I think he. You know, he's being, I guess, pragmatic to him, but he, yeah, mm. he completely doesn't realize that Tony's about to push him up against a wall and say, "Listen, you motherfucker, we yeah. got involved. That means you owe us money." Yeah. Uh, and he's saying like, "Yeah, you want to give him?" So it does t- change to twenty five percent now. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. They're talking yeah, percentages. Y- Maybe yeah, twenty five large just does mean percent. Maybe that's what he meant. Although, you, yeah, absolutely. When you read that subtitle, I was like, "Oh no, that means twenty-five grand." But yeah, um, yeah. So yes, at this point, um, the realities of dealing with the mob have been thrown in this guy's face, and Tony is like, "No, nah, we're taking twenty-five percent. You can give your son-in-law a percentage of your business, yeah. but separate to that, we're taking what you promised us." Exactly. He's like, "That comes out of your part because yeah. you 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 told us." You made a deal with us, yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, that means fuck you, <laughs> absolutely. And like you know, you don't ever justify any of this stuff in the real world. But looking at it in the context of the show, I don't understand why Shlomo does not get it. It's like it seems very clear to me that you made a deal, yeah. And the situation has been resolved in your favor. Therefore, you pay the price. But, I mean, there's possibly a chance that he's just sort of like, you know, doing business still. He's like, hey, look, you didn't directly do it, so Mm. I'm going to try and and get one over on you. I think he thinks he's getting one over on him a little bit. Right, right. And he he does offer to pay them off a little bit, right? He's got a little envelope of cash. I think he's like, I'll give you a nominal fee or whatever. Right. And then Tony, yeah, knocks his hat off. He calls Tony a golem and Tony's like, what the fuck's a golem? Yeah, Get a Frankenstein. You're a Frankenstein. You're a golem. Like he really throws it at him. Like you yeah. are a monster. <laughs> You're a monster. Okay. Right. Right. Um, which probably makes him feel bad. Yeah. Not as bad as Jackie though, because Jackie continues to have cancer, and yeah. boy is he deteriorating. Yeah, he looks fucked, and he's acting fucked as well. He's yeah. totally out of it. He can't follow the conversation. He's trying to take he takes his temperature at the start he's like i don't know i don't think that's right the machine's not working can we get the nurse in here yeah. as tony excitedly is like hey the i did some more mob stuff and it went in our favor again aren't you proud isn't that cool yeah exactly like this guy is not going to be useful in to the mob soon so there's going to be a power vacuum oh yeah yeah uh, it's been an unofficial situation or it's been an you know tony's Taking care of business while Jackie's unwell, but yep. there's going to be an official power vacuum. Yeah, because Jackie's dad is in jail. He yep. would have been the guy. Jackie was meant to be a temporary guy anyway, and yeah, it's uh, it's not looking good for Jackie here in this bed. Hard to look at. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know that that is probably going to come to a head at some point. And mm-hmm. then Junior and uh, uh, Livia, they're hanging out. And he says, like, poor Jackie. And Livia's like, yeah, well, God has his reasons. Yes, God. So she's the she's, coldest fucking woman. <laughs> isn't she? Just like, okay, sure. I guess that you're right. There's nothing that can be helped and everyone dies at some point. But fuck, that's the first thing you say? <laughs> like, yeah. Jesus, have some compassion. I mean, that's clearly what he likes about her, though, because yeah. he's basically, you know, he's there to help her hang up some window, uh, some um, some paintings. Some picture frames, new, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, like retirement home that she's in. Retirement yeah. community. 
It's a community. Yeah. Uh, and he brings up the idea of like, hey, what if I kill Christopher and Brendan? Yeah, he brings up the thing, the whole thing with the trucks and everything and how they fucked him over and how people are only giving respect to Tony and no respect to him. And um, yeah, I think what is he doesn't, I don't think he breaches the idea of killing Christopher maybe, but like teaching him a lesson, having a word with it. It's some, well, something. He, he, he is happy with killing him, but Livy is immediately like, nah, I like Christopher. You leave him alone. He helped me with my storm gutters one year. That's right. Uh, he's a good boy, and I think he yeah. could use a scare. He needs to grow up a little. Maybe he needs a bit of a kick in the teeth. Mm. But Brendan, blech, blech. yeah, don't like get that him out kid. of here. Yeah, I mean they they definitely they dance around it a little more than this. But uh, he's clearly Not heaps more. <laughs> she defends Christopher more than she defended her son when he kind of yes. brought up the same idea in the car. Absolutely, that was the thing that probably stuck out the most is that she. Th- this is the most positive she's been. Uh, she's been about any person in the whole show. Like she's positive with Jackie. You know, when they're together, they obviously get along. They're, they're you know, but in terms of actually saying something about someone else, this is the most overtly positive she's been at all. Yeah, exactly. Christopher is like, she thinks he's a nice boy. Yeah. And so does yeah. Tony. He's clearly well-liked. He's a charismatic guy and he's, yeah. ju- he's a hard-headed kid, but he, he, you know, he shows as much as he's just afraid of Tony killing him, he does seem to also not want Meadow to take drugs. Absolutely. Yes. He's yeah. like, his reaction is immediately like, no, don't fuck with that shit. Totally. You know? Yeah. So, but yeah, Paulie, I mean, uh, Junior kind of is going around Tony to his mother with this stuff to try and get stuff done with like a bit of an okay from sort of the family, the inner family. So it it is sneaky. He knows he can talk to Livia about this and that Tony would immediately be like, don't you fuck with any of my shit. I'll deal with it. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day, Tony, I don't know. I don't remember. This is not speaking with any foreknowledge. Right. I imagine that if Brendan felony got dealt with, Tony's not going to be fucking, you know, crying himself to sleep. But nah. it, it, and doing it this way is, yeah, is is the only way it will get done. But also, yeah, the fact that J- Junior's instinct was also to take care of Chris, that's not good. Yeah, I think Junior just, I, like, he wants to, to exert his power. Or, or try totally, and have some yeah. power to exert. So it's not even necessarily yeah. that he directly wants to kill Chris. It's that sure. he wants to make a big decision on, individual, on his own. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the whole, but he the does whole... kind of want to kill them too. But you know what I mean. Absolutely. But yeah, the, the way you have power in this, in this environment, it seems like, is by having power, by exerting power, by, making, by doing stuff. And right. the more often you go along and uh, take that offense on the chin and look the other way, the probably the, the, the less powerful you will be in reality. Right. And the more you're going to flip when you do. Yeah. Like the more yeah. when you push back, you're going to push harder. Um, yep. And I think you're right that Tony wouldn't give a shit if Brendan died. I don't think he cares about that guy. He views him as yeah. Chris's guy and whatever. But he, he wouldn't give like a shit about being undercut. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You yeah. know, undermined, yeah. I mean. Um. And so then, yeah, he talks to Melfi one more time and admits, like, yeah, seeing this, like, strong man in Jackie just being taken apart by this thing he can't control, Mm. like, it's hard to watch. And 
the the steadfastness of Ariel has kind of made him think like, I wish I had some of that certainty that that totally. guy had. Absolutely, yeah. This I was, yeah. This is what I was talking about at the start of the episode. But um, yeah, he's he's witnessed this um, this stoicism, this certainty, this um, belief, uh, an unshakable moral principle that yeah. that some people in the world operate on, and it seems to give them a lot of strength and a lot of um, um, support. You know, a lot of yeah. I, I guess, like you said, stability, certainty. You know, mental yeah. certainty. And it's it as we've talked about, their whole thing seems to be crumbling as time goes on. Yeah, the community, the family, the um, institution of of the mafia is going away. Nothing seems certain anymore, and it's starting to really crack him. <laughs> it's really appealing the idea of just submitting. You know, there's rules made for you. You don't have to think. It's like, it's the same as how people get institutionalized with prison and stuff like that. I'm sure that prison is a bad place, but I think the idea (laughs) that you can... Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you, Christopher, with these hot takes here? We said we'd have insights on this podcast. Um, (laughs) But like being able to not have to make decisions really because there is a code laid out for you and an obvious... um, thing to do like that's what tony was pining for right at the start of the series is that code yes. that they used to have that yeah things were the way they were and everyone followed them and if you walked there's out a progression of line, there's a path like if the yeah if you walk out of line sure you get punished but there's a line to walk on exactly and now the line is blurry and tony feels like a frankenstein yeah lacking humanity he lacks humanity he lacks human feelings he feels like a monster um and I think, yeah, that's why where I came around to at the end of the episode was like, he feels this, he um, he feels guilt about the things he did with Artie, he feels shame about, yeah. you know, his inability to, to take care of his family and control things and, and be, and, and have a, a moral core. Um, and I think, yeah, by the end when he's watching his daughter sing, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I think I'm doing this for family, right? Right. Because he's I never think- enough for his mom and he wants to be enough with all this stuff as well, I think is part of it. Like, right? He 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 wants to 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 be walking that line and also be that rock for other people. You know? Yes, yes. I it's think not it would just... make him feel like he was certain if other people treated him like he was that. Totally. Yeah. It's not just that the um, framework of his society appears to be crumbling around him. It's that he also has lived his entire life feeling less than because his mother has treated him like shit. So it's right. like you're struggling to be the person you would have been within a stable framework, let exactly. alone, you know, as that framework is crumbling around you. When everything's confusing, you're like, yeah, exactly. You wouldn't feel sufficient anyway. So mm. th- we get this kind of last little sequence here where I think, first of all, we'll say that you've got these these guys who Junior's hired to threaten yep. and scare Chris, and they yep. do that, and he's like really... Scared of dying. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And he thinks, he assumes this is because of the Meadow situation. That he thinks it's they, Tony they, come to kill him, yeah. Totally, which is kind of um, fucked that he would assume that his uncle is that quickly going to be like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll knock you off. But like we said, that's the rules, yeah. you know, right? That's probably is That probably is what would happen. But to yeah, he's apologizing. His, yeah, that yeah. That is that much like you immediately think that this person is a threat to you when there's a threat yeah and then um 
Junior and Mikey kill Brendan in the bath. Yep. Mikey looks like he really enjoys it. He says some bullshit line before it. He's like, <laughs> he hey. says, you want to know what he says? What does he say? Hi, Jack. Bye, Jack. That's right. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's bad. no good. Like he's in a bath. Surely there's something you can do Ooh. with the bath. Scrub it up, die. <laughs> there you go. What about that? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Clean this up with a sponge. I, I mean, I don't have to. I'm not about to. I don't have to think about it before I got there. Sure. Yeah. 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 But so yeah, him and uh, him and uh, uh, Junior really seem to enjoy killing Brendan. Meanwhile, yeah. while these two things are happening, Tony is watching. Tony and Carmela are watching Meadow sing, and her friend. And I love this bit because they've mm. gotten the drugs, they've taken the drugs, they're sweaty, their yeah. eyes are dilated, their hands are kind of twitching around. And Tony's watching his daughter sing and having this sort of revelatory moment, like you said before, of like, that's right, this is what matters. It's family. This is why I do this. And the thing that he thinks he's watching, he doesn't realize is corrupted and tainted and not what it appears to be. Right, right, right. And and again, tied to the the institution that he is in. It's tied to the mafia. It's tied to drugs. It's tied to crime and and corruption. It's, It's because of that. It's not just happening at the same time it's literally because of it it's directly the result of of the corruption that he surrounds himself with it's seeped into the things that he considers to be uh pure and precious right and he's right. looking at he his can daughter. hold out se- separately from what he does for a living he's like this yeah. is what i have as a shining example of you know why i do things and exactly yeah, you're right yeah. this is this is what it's for but it's also the thing that he doesn't quite seem to realize yet is what is suffering because of it and i i really liked that bit i don't think it mm. was done too over the top and i think watch yeah watching tony have this like feeling of uh, uh, uh like have this this you can see like you know he's welling up a bit and he's got the, yep. he's amazed at the 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 what he's looking at here with his daughter singing in front of him it's it's uh, uh really um affecting him hmm. and yeah she's she's off doing that I, I i really liked that ending that's great and it's 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 interesting because from tony's perspective um it is a genuine and and real reason and justification and and positive thing Hmm. He doesn't know. He doesn't know that it's it's corrupted. It, that this is, you know, um, happening because they were able to stay up all night taking speed. Like he is um, genuinely happy about it. He's, he's right. not overlooking something purposefully. He's not being willfully ignorant. He, at this stage, he's just like, oh yeah, I'm happy. I'm this is why I'm I'm doing this. It's, this makes yeah. me happy. Hmm. I it's, I think though at the same time he's doing it. it. It's it's the reason he's finding to make himself continue doing it. But the reason he's in it is out of obligation and out of habit and out of mm. duty. You know, mm. like he isn't choosing to do these awful things. He's just kind of been put in the world where he has to. And so he it's just all he knows. It's what he does. Yeah. And so he's yeah. trying to find justification for it rather than yeah. like cause. Yes. Sense? And even even if he genuinely is is doing it for what he feels like is a good reason is a good reason. Like you said, he's also Using it as an excuse, he's using yeah. it as a yeah, as a get out of jail free card. So, yeah, I really like that ending. Mm. Um, I'm really looking forward to watching another episode of this show. Every one that I finish, I'm like, fuck, I want to watch the next one. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> me too. Uh, it, it it continues to be a good show. Yes, three episodes in, still good. They haven't run out of ideas yet. 
well, I think we've run out of time though. Yeah, I think we so have. We'd better wrap it up for this week. Yeah, got a couple of emails. I, I won't read them out loud because they were just sort of like saying, hey, uh, liking the podcast. Um, so thank you for emailing in. If you want to send us something, uh, if you want to talk about an episode we just talked about or like maybe next week, but not anything in the further in the future, uh, gabagoolboys at gmail.com. Um, the Instagram is gabagoolpod, I think, from memory. Okay. And the, the li- it's just like a link tree slash gabagool for all the stuff, all the links. Yeah. And if you want to give a little, because this is kind of like a little book club, if you want yeah. to give a suggestion to some friends that you think might want to do this rewatch of The Sopranos with us, that'd be really mm. cool. Obviously, we're keen to get as many ears on this as people want to give it. Yeah. So, yeah, share it around if you feel like it. Yeah. Uh, and if you feel like it, and I hope you do, we'll see you next week. Yeah. 